something in this area will be yours. We're Ooh. here. Yeah, something in this photo could be free by the end of this video. You never know what, what it is. is. It? Yeah. All right, what's up, YouTube? How's it going, guys? All right, right. What, what? What's holding us back? Yes, straight to it. Today, we got mm. top 21 things holding the hobby back. If only we could fix these things. <laughs> Not only all of us would be more successful, but also all of uh, the people that come after us. Yeah. So let's change course. Hopefully enough people are listening and we can do it together. There's progress left on the table that we need to grasp and run with between innovation and progress. Those are two different things, but I got enough. a little bit of both. All right, bet you neither of us know what's on either one's list. I just- I bet you there's crossover here today though, oh, because man. there's some really important things here. Let you go first. Woo! Where am I going today? I'm, I'm gonna mix it up because I don't want to just go down this list. It's in no mm -hmm. order whatsoever. So I'm going to start with what's holding us back in this hobby is that ever standing or seemingly ever standing debate between cheap and fighting for the cheap and I can mm -hmm. do this, I don't have to spend that, I don't have to spend that versus best practice, unlimited budget, you should do X and X and X, and in theory, all of those things are nice, but I think a majority of us fall somewhere down the middle. Okay, that is the truth of every conversation. I don't care the pendulum. If, it, if it's political, it's reefing, it's, it doesn't matter what it is, is the extreme ends of both of these equations are never right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, always some blend in the middle. So yeah. if I chose to build a tank with the only goal the of being cheapest, I missed the goal of success. I'm yeah. actually trying to care for these animals. If I missed the goal of unlimited budget, everything is right. I probably got lost in the gear, gear junkie. Oh yeah, right? for sure, for sure. The goal is actually somewhere in the middle, which is care for animals. Yeah, right. Yeah. What is going to, to help me for 10 years? Abilities. Yeah. Mm. Whether it's money, it's the best of your abilities, maybe you don't have the money, you can be successful without being on an extreme end. Mm. It's very true. So it, I hear this, I see it all the time. You guys are wasting money or it's, you guys are too being too I can cheap. do it cheaper. Yeah, yeah you see it like the bickering going on all yeah. the time. You're yeah. like, you are, you're an idiot for spending that money or man, you are an idiot for not spending that money. Like, <laughs> like why? why so harsh, man? <laughs> uh, uh, let's find some middle ground here and yeah. understand when, you know what, if I did spend a couple extra bucks, I'm 5% more likely to be successful. I'll take 5%. Yeah, well, especially if I make 10 of those decisions, yeah. then, you oh, know, 50% more likely, and maybe there's a compounding effect actually in there, 70% yes. more likely if I spent 20 bucks more on these 10 things. Yes. Uh, maybe mm. it's more than 20. That one know. hits but, home for me. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. All right, so number one for me. Okay. Holding us back here is treating reefing as a craft rather than a science, right? Oh. So I was just reading my favorite cookbook, uh, The Food Labs, the other day, yeah. right? And I was reading, like, why did he come up with this great book? And this is, like, the only cookbook you could read cover, cover to cover. Uh, like, it will change the way that you cook in a way that you can never go back again. <laughs> I got to right? get this book. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, like, I, I keep thinking of, like, we should need uh, this version of this for reefing as well. Might be uh, because, right, he says, you know, the biggest problem with cooking over the years was it's treated as a craft, mm. meaning that, you know, whatever my grandma told me about baking, 
is the right. truth, right? Yes, yeah. it's like uh, blasphemy if you say anything <laughs> else, right? Whatever my buddy Joe told me about uh, barbecuing, absolutely it's gotta true. Be the truth. He's been barbecuing for 20 years, he must know I've best. tasted his ribs. Okay, so <laughs> the example that he uses, and I think everybody has heard this or experienced this in some point in life, mm. is the fact of you want to make sure you sear your steak first to sear all the juices in. I've heard right? that. I've heard that eight million times. A hundred right? times. All right. Total garbage. You are not hermetically searing or, uh, <laughs> all of the juices in. It does not happen. doesn't work. We've all heard it. Decades of people have regurgitated yeah. this thing. And all it took was for one dude Science. to look at it, flip it over, and watch the juices come out the top and say, That's wrong. That is wrong. <laughs> right? Sad. And then, you know, Ken Jay uh, at Food Labs does a bunch of experiments and actually proves it. This is total garbage yet. We've all been listening to you forever. <laughs> okay, so getting off the cooking analogies, back to reefing. Yes. There's so many things that reefing is treated like a hobby or a craft rather than science. Mm. Let's find the answers rather than, you know what? Actually, the, the phrase I've used in the past yeah. is plausible theory. Oh, yeah. Right? That's as long as it sounds plausible, three people out of 6,000 agreed, uh, then it must be true. Yeah. And we, we forget, like, when I go and go and ask on a forum, and they're like, hey, I had this experience, did somebody else too? Oh, right? And okay. It, it feels so overwhelmingly positive when three to five to 10 people say, yeah, I had that too. 15 posts right away pop up and say, yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be true. How about the other 4,000 people that saw it and didn't Didn't say happen it? to me. They didn't yeah. feel like telling you it wasn't true, but like they did that by not posting. <laughs> right, okay. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that craft versus science. Mm. I actually saw that very con very conversation today. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, me and Elliot over at Marine Collectors, were talking about something, and he's like, "Hey, did this thing happen?" And I'm uh, like, "Well, no, but I'll be honest, man. You you think this happened in my tank, but mm. in the nature of it, is I had a challenge, and the people that use that thing over there too, we all had challenges, right? Uh, you know, so it's like, uh, you know what?" I've been pulling people leaving the hospital, and it turns out they're sicker than most people. Hmm. Well, yeah, because <laughs> of where they were, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, so like, I don't know. You get all this stuff together. So well, that's number one for me. I mean, in that, you think about all of the things in our fish tanks. We're talking water chemistry, that's science, mm -hmm. biology, and bacteria, and food, and metabolic functions, and fish health, and fish disease. All of these things are science-based. Mm. There's no room for science? Okay, so the one that bothers me the most recently in the last 12 months or a year or yeah. two is the pH thing. Ah, yeah, uh, Okay. So exactly. We all know that like, you could maintain an aquarium 7.8 to 8.3. Also, mysterious deaths, too, along the way. Yeah, you right. Know, yeah. I'm not going like, to claim that you're going like, to not have those deaths if you fix your pH, but... It's got to be something. I actually, I, I'm, I'm going to claim it. I, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to claim it <laughs> because the reason I want to claim it is because I've read so many damn studies, man. Yeah. There's so many studies out there that prove the acidification of the ocean by just a tenth of a degree changes the trajectory of not oh, an animal but an entire reef. Tenth of a part per million. Yeah, tenth of a, no, a tenth of a, a oh a zero a pH point one pH. Yeah, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and it does that because we know that the way that our corals grow 
is by precipitating out calcium and carbonate skeletons, and they do that by increasing the pH uh, uh, inside their own uh, uh, yeah, or tissue to hydrogen. precipitate it out. Yeah. They have to get rid of the excess hydrogen. Right. It's hard to do in an environment that has excess hydrogen in the water. In it. All science, all pure play, all backed by peer-reviewed science. Everybody in uh, marine biology will agree we don't in the hobby. Not in the reefing hobby. A 7.6 no, no, to 8.3 is fine. Is fine. <laughs> no, fine. Yeah, I don't know. All right, okay. so retreating reef, reefing go. as a craft rather than a, a science mm. is holding the hobby back. Mm. I mean, that kind of leads into my next one, which is uh, holding us back is regurgitated garbage. <laughs> It, that's, it's the same, kind of the same thing that you're saying, but I call it regurgitated garbage. That, oh, it's that craft that I've been regurgitating over and over and over, and uh, it still trickles in, uh, is actually surprisingly, uh, alarmingly almost, uh, to as, as heavy as it is these days, that all of the stuff from the past, all of that stuff that even we've already disproved, uh, is still being regurgitated out there, which throws off people down the wrong paths, throws them down for a loop or chasing things that we've already proven or have discussed are not true. Uh, so uh, my, my add-on here is that, uh, and this is probably doesn't you know, fall directly, but mentors are out there find what you want and follow them. Like I don't have to listen to all the regurgitated crap that's on the forums and on the groups and on this other stuff. If I see Joe's tank and I want Joe's tank for my own tank, I should only listen to what Joe does and Joe and, and what made Joe successful. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to go research like, do I need this? Did Joe have that? Did Joe have this reactor on there? Did Joe have this light intensity and setting? Tell me no, but Joe, I just want to match Joe. I'm going to give you like one of my, you don't see this one as often, but when I started reefing, this one was all over the place. Yeah. Returgent garbage. Okay. So there was this uh, theory that activated carbon would add phosphate to your tank, oh. right? So if you use the wrong carbon, oh my God, phosphate. And like, there was all this like, I don't know, backseat knowledge, like, mm. you know, some phosphates add a lot of, uh, or but carbons add a lot of phosphate. And it's true, like wood phosphates uh, use phosphoric acid, but nobody would use those things in uh, aquariums, right? right? right, right, right. That, nobody does that. Do they add phosphate? The answer is yes. All of them uh, come from natural sources, yeah. mined, wood, peat, whatever, and they have some kind of organic tissue in some small amount. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is where this came from. Is uh, there was one of the leaders of the hobby who went out there and like did an experiment where he put a tablespoon of carbon in a cup of water, and mm. then he got an amazing like point or uh, one part per million uh, phosphate, uh, phosphate yeah. or point one or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, so, oh man, look, this is terrible. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like. Okay, man, sure, but do the math here, man. Teaspoon to uh, a cup of water. No, tablespoon or table. Uh, 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 it was a tablespoon to a cup of water. I think there's like uh, 16 tablespoons to a cup, to a cup. or something. Uh, so do a the cup of it. carbon and 120 gallons of water. No, man. What it was, dude, is you would have to recreate this thing. In your tank. You had to add 16 gallons of carbon to a 100-gallon <laughs> tank to get a 0.1 reading of phosphate. Wow. No way. No way would I anybody I could do the same that. thing when with a cube of food. 
<laughs> it is uh, not relevant, man. But it's regurgitated as carbon is a source of phosphate. Yeah. And even when presented with this information, yeah, but it is a source of phosphate. I mean, like, so empirically true, uh, yes, so but... Uh, we can't even test for it. Usably true. Stop talking about it, man, because it's not helping the situation. You're leading people down the wrong path. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Regurgitated garbage. Yeah. I, I stopped the regurg regurgitated garbage is holding us back. Thank you. All right. So I got my number two here. Holding us back. Mm. Getting lost in the science or pursuit of absolute fact, which is the inverse of what I just said. Yeah, it is. Right? It's... I won't do it unless it's peer-reviewed science. Ah. Fifteen people have proven yeah. it. You know, uh, the Lord has come from the skies Himself <laughs> and blessed this idea, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm short of that. There's no way I will ever do that. Well, that leaves so much progress on the table. Yeah, nobody's ever going to prove these things in a reef tank. You're, in fact, most of us are ignoring the stuff we've already proven in the ocean for some reason, uh, yeah. but. Like, the, all marine biology happens, like, or I shouldn't say all, but most marine biology happens on the oceans, reefs. Right. It isn't happening in Jerry's fish tank in his house. <laughs> right. And there's so many variables between your tank and my tank and somebody else's tank. It, like, it's not a good place to do science. Yeah. Right? So, uh, what's holding us back is, you know, the extreme end of the community who fights back after every new idea and fights back everything. And then when you do experiments that like, it's not good enough unless you can prove it empirically. No, numbers, nobody will ever yeah, fight it. Like, chemistry numbers, the whole nine. Yeah. So like, per, we do some we do some experiments here. That, like most of them are not what I would call peer reviewed stuff. Definitely not. No. Let's do this one thing ten times and share the result. Right. Let's grow six tanks of corals in this manner and share the result. Will I tell you, like, like peer-reviewed science, for sure that this is the outcome? No. no. But I'll tell you, based on my experience, you should expect this. Hmm. One, of the big offender, one of the biggest offenders of this is uh, the ingredients and additive type bottles. Mm. Yeah. Where, hey, you know what? I, I'm not going to use it because I don't know what's in it. They won't tell me what's in it. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many people are using it and find, it, uh, find success in it. I just cannot use it because I don't know. I actually see it on a, little, a lot of obvious stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go back to the pH thing. Okay. It's just like, you know what? Like, you haven't proven in a reef tank that you're going to get 50% more growth, whatever. Like, no, we actually did a bunch of experiments. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you that people much smarter than us have done it on the ocean reef. Yes. Uh, and it actually makes logical sense, but no, not peer-reviewed in an aquarium. But like, why are you fighting against this idea, man? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. You don't, have to, you don't have to be the pioneer to go ahead and attempt to execute it and get those results for yourselves, but don't, like, don't mm -hmm. yuck my yum. Yeah, decide <laughs> if you want to do it okay yeah. or mediocre, but yeah, yeah, yeah. don't prevent other people from doing it awesome. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense. All right, go ahead for number three. Oh, man. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I guess uh, sort of in the same topic. I've got a bunch of other ones off. Uh, I like this one. Uh, holding us back in the hobby, stop the, well, I heard X, or I don't have experience, but, and given a, you know, what you think, so many times on the forums and hobbies and, gr and groups and stuff, like, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have that model, I don't, I, I don't use that one, but I use this one, and this is, and this is this, like, what? 
that just like negates anything I just asked about. So don't input your, you know, your opinion or, well, I heard that, you know, such and such does this. So I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't uh, go down that path. It's another one that's just holding us back. Okay, so the you just shared actually the good side of this, which is at least I told you I've never done this oh, before, yeah. but based on my experience yeah, yeah. in talking to other people, I would tell you X, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inverse happens is, no, you should do this without ever telling anybody that you've never done it. <laughs> uh, in fact, actually, I don't have this on the list, but I'm gonna okay. make one up right now. Okay. One of the biggest things holding the hobby back yeah. is a lot of the thought leaders don't have aquariums. Ooh, that's gonna hit my nest. Yeah, one. like, yeah, I understand. You yeah. understand the science, and I understand you accept, like, have a basic understanding of what should happen. Right. But, like, plausible theory. Dude, you have to actually apply that knowledge to the objective, which is an awesome reef tank, mm. because there's so many things you don't know into how they all work mm. together. So, that, like, <laughs> if if you're an armchair reefer that don't ma doesn't maintain an yeah. aquarium. Your opinion inherently matters much less. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly speaks to like our tank trials and the and the tank setups that we do and uh, you know the build series is um, we could tell you you know we could talk to WWC sit and debate you know which which ways are successful and stuff like that and then spit that information out to the community and say hey here's all of this other stuff. But when we actually put it into practice and we see, you know, what those like ULM, uh, I can tell you the ways, and you and I sat, came up with ideas for, well, how can your heater be ULM or how can your pumps be ULM? And we debated it all out. We could have ended there, but putting it into practice is actually where we learn the most in that, you know what, actually that didn't work. It sounded good on paper. We could have told you that, but when we actually put it in practice, didn't work. That's actually, I'm gonna go all the way to number 11 then, okay. uh, which is uh, fear of sharing failure holds the hobby back ah, more than anything yeah. else out there. Yeah. The fear of sharing failure, because all the time you'll see, hey, this worked for me. So few will say, no, I, I said you should do that, but I came back and I told mm. you it didn't work, right? Man. But the reality is, is most of those people don't even exist anymore because their tanks failed. This would and be they're not going to come back and make a post about how awesome or terrible it was. Wouldn't this be the bravest uh, forum category out there is my failures or tank failures mm. or different types of failures where that's all you do is just go in and mm. guys this didn't work look at this it didn't Whole work forum just based on failures yeah. you know what and then so much to learn from that so here's the other piece of of failure mm. right is uh like you know i use some product or i use some method or i use some salt and that's why my tank failed mm, maybe but it also could be a whole series of bad decisions yeah. you made as well. Yeah. And nobody really wants to own the fact that, like, you know, my tank struggled at home. And I made a whole series of what I'll call bad decisions now yeah. uh, based on trying to maintain this uh, mm. dry rock bare bottom tank that, like, I just would to do it totally different now. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah, learning yeah. Uh, as we go, especially on these new topics. Like, this is the first time that I've ever really tried to do this at scale in my own home environment, right? right? Okay, so I'm learning about it. I'm willing to share oh, how ugly it can actually be, and we're gonna find something out like mm. together. But instead, man, I could have blamed it on 15 other different things that aren't me, so I get to save face yeah. in front of everybody. Like, no, this was me. You I screwed this thing up, and these are the things. You bring up a good point in that following in real time the progression of your tank 
to where you can share those failures mm -hmm. rather than try to uh, come up with a reason why they happened months or years down the road of why you might have failed. Sharing it in real time really helps. And that's why I would challenge anybody who's making, uh, you know, build threads or having people follow along with their tanks, share those failures when they happen, the moment they happen or shortly thereafter. So that way you can keep tabs on what did I do? Now look at it failed instead of trying to come up with some uh, theory of why years later. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna butcher. I don't remember the guy's name. I think mm. it was Herbert something or another. I uh, did 32 clownfish or oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy's name? No, it's in our clownfish harem. Uh, yeah, the clownfish harem. Somebody out there uh, that remembers has better memory than me knows Ro the Robert might. He's the, on the 32 uh, clownfish, uh, 32 years yeah. or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy had like, I don't know, man, 32 pages yeah. of his journey over the course of uh, six years. I read every last word of the whole thing because I really wanted to have a clown, a fish harem. I, mm -hmm. I wanted to have the little babies. I wanted to see them how they interacted. I wanted to see the like uh, progression of one dominant female, subdominant, or dominant male, subdominant males, and the whole thing. I wanted, it was like, more than just having a coral in the mm. tank. I got to watch like a hierarchy develop in a oh, tank. Yeah. It was just really awesome. And I refused to believe that it couldn't be done. So I read all of this guy's stuff, man, like 30 some pages of it. He shared the entire journey. He shares the points at which he failed and goes from 30 some clowns down to 20, add some more, share some, some of the problems with that. Yeah. And I got to learn from all of his failures so that I could have my own success. Then better than that, because we you know, emulated that whole thing, we were able to share a video of it, and then you got to watch it on camera for multiple yes. years, four how that worked out years. as well. Yeah. yeah, four and a half years you got to watch Clown Harem, adds we had, a total different scale to we it. We had um, less, I don't know how, I didn't read his, you know, his thread, uh, but I would, would, I, would it be safe to say that we had less failures from learning from his failures and following him in our own setup of, a, of the Clown Harem tank? And we'll go one step farther. Okay. If it wasn't for him, I would have failed. Mm. And then the information that I would have shared with other people, they would have failed too. Yeah. So anybody who wants to thank uh, BRS for producing the Clown Harem series, if you wanted to do that, don't thank us. Thank. Go find that thread and thank him because he's the founder of that information. He shared it. So... All of you, mm. if you can, you know, doc, document what you're going to do. Yeah, it helps and everybody. This is one of those things that will it's help the future. Every, hold us back and will help exactly us in the future. what we're talking about today. Yeah. Helps All right. everybody. There you All go. Right. All right. All right. So my next one is... Uh, this I is, think you skipped me. but No, you, you, you skipped no, to number 11. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, this, here it is. Actually, this one, was, uh, this one isn't mine. Uh, I just got it from uh, uh, Brent before we came in here. But yeah. It's a great point. Manufacturers don't listen to hobbyists. They don't even listen to me. <laughs> yeah, well, like, dude, if you make this, I'll sell eight million of them. Well, uh, no, yeah, I mean, that, that, you, know, you say like if you're at the, the, you know, those thought leaders in the industry that don't have tanks, this is kind of an example of that where manufacturers, you know, it, don't listen to hobbyists. I want a light that does X. I want a skimmer that does X. I want you know this uh, additive that does X, or I want a dipping uh, coral dipping package that covers X. And I mean, re 
I want an inexpensive monitor. Shouted by, <laughs> yes, shouted by the masses. Uh, okay, I will give it to one, Hannah and the nitrate tecker. Mm. They did go down that path and entertain how to achieve it and how to do it. And there's only, you know, progress that we can make from there. But at least they went out and, you know, listened to the masses and tried it out. And we also hounded them like crazy to get something like that out. It's true, man. I, I don't know why, but like a lot of the manufacturers don't listen to hobbyists. Mm. They don't get engaged in the community. And I got to tell you, like as a, a business owner too, like I get super frustrated because like I'm trying to stay in touch with everybody yeah. uh, here internally, uh, externally, and understand what it is that's gonna help people be successful. And then I go share that information and like, dude, if you made this thing, I would sell 8 million of them. Just make it, you know? <laughs> and no, the yeah. answer is no. Mm. I, I would tell you some of the, the, the uh, uh, Manufacturers out there are better than others. Yes, for sure. Uh, you know, I can tell you the team at, at Brightwell were super receptive yes. to uh, the ideas and they would go chase these things down like right away. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're right, man. And like, so I was talking about doing uh, 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 dips the, for a purpose, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so like you should build a little kit and then tell people what to do. And right away, Jeremy and the team over there were ordering corals in and dipping them in different things, trying to figure out the answer. Awesome. And the reason that it isn't done is because it's hard. Yeah, oh yeah, for and sure. And you want to be definitive about it. You got to change your whole you know, manufacturing process, come up with new processes, mm -hmm. new molds, new this, new that. It's hard to turn that switch. I would tell you the team over at Neptune are the same thing. Like this is a team that has reefers on staff, already oh, understands yeah. it. You know, Terrence, you see his tank all the time. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, like, and they are not thinking about this always as uh, like, how do I sell some product? How do I solve a problem that a reefer is having? Mm. Uh, and uh, like that is the way that it should happen. So that's a good one. Actually, it matches uh, one of the ones I had in here, which is number four here. Not enough of the manufacturers in our hobby run tanks or actually understand the application of the technology. Mm. Now, Par Wars was a yeah. big example of this one, and light manufacturers just making mm. more par, more better. Yeah, it's like the, well, actually, this, this, is a, this is the opposite of what you said. Ah. Is the community wanted more par because the community didn't know what we it didn't needed, know, right? We didn't know so better. the manufacturers just made them more, make par. more par. More focused, lenses, hotspots, mm. let's just go for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Less success. Yeah, less success. So, yeah, but like, here's the piece though is like, all of the manufacturers I know at one point owned reef tanks. Yeah. All of them, and they were in it. They all have it in their DNA and they surround themselves in it. But there is nothing that will ever replace actually doing it. Yeah. There was nothing out there, man, that will have the same effect as maintaining tanks in your office, in your home, sharing it with your family, applying the knowledge, failing it, constantly using yep. the stuff and saying, oh, you know what this needs? Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. wouldn't this be better if? Innovation. You can't do that without doing it. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. So, in the trenches. Uh, if more of the manufacturers went out there and maintained tanks in their homes, we'd have better technology and we'd have more success. Mm. All right, my next one. Oh, let's see. <laughs> ah, that was a good one. Uh, one thing holds us back in this hobby, no clear tank goals mm. in that uh, 
I can see all the different types of tanks. There's what maybe four major types of tanks, or, or the most common ones. You know, your SPS jam-packed dominant. I have nothing more than just SPS in that tank. I'm not entertaining LPS, softies, or any of these other ones. Just want sticks, just want uh, encrusters, just want SPS. Uh, versus your LPS and, uh, you know, lower light, medium light demand. These, these specific biomes, you know, around that type of tank. Uh, the softies only tank, or probably in the most common one, your mixed tanks. Those are, there's four unique tanks with four unique, distinct, uh, um, you know, ways to run them, what their needs are, how to, uh, how to meet those needs the best. Uh, because we don't pick a path, or a lot, I mean, I would say I, when I first started the hobby, I didn't pick a path. I didn't know if I wanted a mixed tank. I liked SPS. I liked all the corals. Well, that means I'm on the path for a mixed tank. I should go seek out the information and make the goal to make a mixed tank and whatever that entails. And maybe it's not, it's not the same as an SPS dominated system where I know like the flow and the sand and the lighting and the, you know, all of this stuff don't work for that mixed tank. Mm -hmm. Have a goal, find out how to make that. So I, I'm, I guarantee there's a bunch of people out there watching like, what do you mean? It's just a reef tank. Why would you have a specialized stuff for each mm. one? Yeah, more par or whatever, yeah. right? Okay, well, this tank right here we set up is predominantly a LPS tank, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just got two gyres on it for flow at That's the moment. It. We might add more, but like, it doesn't have the same needs as the SPS tank. It's just a different thing, yeah. right? And like, it's... Not necessarily, like, you just got to think about the importance to the application. Right, right, right. right? Uh, I, this, this leads into my number three, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm bouncing around these, obviously. Yeah. Either. Uh, the hobby hasn't adopted the Toll House cookie recipe. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to make, I made these the other day with my kids. Yeah. You want to make a decent cookie. It's on the back of the so, chocolate chips. And it works, and it works every time. Yeah, it's really every good. time you produce some <laughs> yummy cookies unless you burn No it, doubt about right? it. There is a recipe. Okay. There can be the same thing for reef tanks, man. Like, yep. stop the arguing. Stop the bickering. Yep. Stop the my way, your way, brand defense, all the yep. stuff. No. Just do it this way, and this is the result. I mean, right? the, the cookie recipe is straightforward. You have a goal to make chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. I don't have a goal to make uh, you know, peanut butter cookies and hoping that the ingredients on the back of this thing makes me peanut butter cookies. It's made for chocolate chip cookies. Same thing with my tank. This recipe is made for wall-to-wall -wall SPS dominated systems with nothing else in there other than wall-to-wall -wall SPS. Here's the recipe. So here's the thing. Because they both contain flour and chocolate, you would think maybe that uh, brownie and a cookie is the same thing. <laughs> it's not, man. That's, it's not at all. That's uh, true. You know, and so uh, they're a very different thing, and yeah. they have different ways of making them epically great. Yeah. Let's adopt the recipe. So uh, I'm going to take this on as a personal challenge, and I haven't decided exactly how to go about doing it because mm. not only do we have to develop the recipe, we have to show the result, and we have to show that it's repeatable. That's yes, the important that's, part. That's the like, important part. Man, I set up six tanks this way, and look, you know what? Two years from now, all, all six, six of, them. of them, awesome, right? Yeah. So I think you could go watch, actually, uh, the WWC method and how we did the E170. Uh, oh, you uh, could follow that recipe. Yeah, you could be like, I have a high degree of confidence that you could reproduce that the way that we did that one. Yeah, especially uh, if you see but, it now. 
Like, uh, I think you actually, actually call the, follow the 160 and have a high degree of confidence yeah. that you could do this one. Successful. But let's lay it out as simple as in the back of the chips. Uh, <laughs> you can do it this way. It's on the back of my uh, alkalinity and calcium dosing bags. Yeah, like stop the confusion. <laughs> and so this actually goes back to the food labs uh, thing for me. Yeah. You know, when he, uh, Kenjay in there is talking about how he develops this uh, science and uh, information, what he wants to do is tell you here are the fundamentals of mm. this thing, and here's the parts that you can tweak. The fundamentals you cannot break. Don't do, do not break it. <laughs> and the way he described it was like, I'm gonna show you how to make a perfect sausage, right? Yeah. We're gonna get the grind right. We're gonna get the uh, aromatics right. We're gonna the get the salt right. We're gonna get the whole meat, thing. Yeah. The fat meat ratios right. And then at the end of it, you can say, you know what? The aromatics of this wasn't right. I would like a little less fennel or a little bit more fennel. I can make that right? adjustment. Yeah, make the adjustment. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, but don't touch the salt because the salt <laughs> actually isn't just about flavor. It actually breaks down the meat molecules and then recombines them together to create a different texture and flavor of this mm. of the sausage that you cannot recreate in any other way and will ruin it. Yeah. Do not mess with the salt. <laughs> like I wish that somebody would say that in reefing. Like, ah oh, man, here's all the ways you can perfect to your desire. Yeah. Don't mess with this. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, one of them, I think, is like, oh, here's the lighting uh, application, right? Yeah, that one. Just, just get the lighting in this zone and then make sure it's covering the right area. Don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I got my phone app. I yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Next one. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, we've kind of hit some of this, so I'm going to. This one we've covered in a couple different ways, but um, holding this back is, I guess, the updated common knowledge uh and that's kind of like gets back to that regurgitated garbage conversation or uh, uh common knowledge is sort of like you said the updated common knowledge so uh lighting is a good example of that like you just said you know here's the goal for lighting here's what you're trying to achieve it's now common knowledge in the hobby that if you want that type of tank goal or that you're going for this is where your lights should be. That is now common knowledge. It's undebatable. It mm -hmm. just spoke exactly to Done. what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next one for me. Oh, holding this back. Trying to be everything to everyone. Oh. Right. And so I had this conversation the other day about lighting. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing from the manufacturer standpoint. I mean, they want to sell product and they want to pay their employees and hopefully take some home, I guess. But like they miss the fact of how to do it, mm. uh, which is they just want to sell the most stuff. They don't actually want to help people have the most success, Yeah. right? Which is a total mislink. Because if you help people be success, they want to give you money. <laughs> uh, if you help them fail, they don't. Yeah. Uh, and they don't want to tell anybody else about you either, yeah. right? So here's the piece about it is that like a light per se, you know, mm. Some of these lights could be really, really good at a mixed tank. Some of them could be really, really good at an LPS or an encrusting tank. Yeah. Some of them could be really good at an SPS tank. And here's Owning the thing. Owning that, though. Own it, man. Which one of these do you ex do exceptionally well? And, and not just biologically, but economically as well. Right, like, right, right. I could buy 
you know, the perfect solution for SPS, meaning I've got 300, 200 to 350 par everywhere in the tank. I've totally eliminated shadows. The light sources are so many of them or one giant one that right. I just blanket the cold tank in light. But you know what? The person that's doing that is like less than 5% of the hobby. Oh, yeah. So why buy that if I'm going to have a bunch of euphilia? Mm. That's my only mm. real thing, mm. right? That's a total waste of time, yeah. you know, and money. So let's own that this is the way, man, that this light is designed for a... High a, contrast, yeah, mixed SPS tank. tank. Yeah. But that blanket of light we've all seen it with T5s is Snorefest as well. <laughs> uh, I mean, it has no contrast. It's eliminated all of the shadows that make an uh, image visually interesting, right. uh, sense of depth, and like all the stuff. In order to provide adequate energy and health to the organism that depends on us. Hmm. However, if I have a bunch of encrusting corals like uh, uh, like uh, Ricordia, uh, mushrooms, or uh, green stall polyps, uh, Xenia, like all this other stuff, yeah. uh, zoanthids, whatever it might be, well, like shadows and stuff are just really not that big of a concern in right. this case. They're all moving. Now what I have the opportunity to have is a really high contrast, cool sense of depth. One single light uh, form factor doesn't need to wrap everything and I can have adequate health for the animal and look awesome too. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, gonna... not try to be everything to everyone. Benefit of the hobby mm. is like this light cannot do all things well and an, ec an ec economic price that makes sense. Let's own what we're trying to do with it and market it as such. I'm gonna put some of the blame on us for this one too in mm. that um, you go back and look at all of our light testing and a majority, if not all of our light testing, and the conversation was, um, mm. or the lighting discussions was, uh, you know, this is, uh, here's how to make this for SPS. Everything mm. else, if it can do this for SPS, I can handle all the other tanks. Mm -hmm. and, and that was kind of like the basis of where you're coming, where we are coming from for arguing for like, all right, the, what is the spread of this light? What is the par output for this light? What is the, you know, what, uh, how do I use it to make this SPS tank? And, and instead of saying, hey, you know what? This just isn't an SPS light. So this is, another, I'm gonna add another one to the list now. Mm. One of the things holding back the hobby is when people ask questions, you don't think about that person, you think about where you're at at the moment and share information about it yourself. Doesn't apply right? to... And I gotta tell you, it's human nature. We just have to fight it. Because yeah. what he just said was true is the point at which uh, Randy and I are in the hobby, we happen to really like SPS tanks. It's also one of the more challenging ones to do really epically well and do it for many years. And so we're kind of adopting knowledge in many cases to the hardest thing. I gotta tell you though, I, I like, I'm making a whole side of my tank at home, all LPS, because I love LPS as well. Mm -hmm. I'm making a little collection, and the other side will end up being SPS, so I'll have both, but like, it's true that like, you gotta think about the person asking the question, yeah. and then get the information of them. I, I think that, or we, you guys haven't seen it yet, but we're doing a new lighting investigate, yes. and a new approach to it, and I think that you're gonna see that, because the opening line to each one of these things is going to be, what this thing does uniquely well, yeah. right? Like I would buy this for this thing, right? Yeah. And then and in that conversation, it's it's not entertaining. Like, yeah, well, if you wanted an SPS tank, you could do this with this light to get there. No, it's like this thing does 
very, very well at your mix tank, your high contrast, your whatever. There's no reason to talk about any uh, how to do whatever else you're trying to do with it. Like this is what it does well. I mean, you could make it you, do the other things. Yes, yeah. but that but helps. No, that's not that's just, trying to speak to everybody. Why not just go get the thing that does that thing epically well? Yeah, yeah the yeah. other one. Yep. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ah, okay, go. Um, holding us back in the hobby. Ooh, where do I start? This one. Ah, uh, lack of knowledge or dispersion of the knowledge to solve common problems, specifically in coral disease. I'm going to say fish disease, and I'm also gonna say things like dinos and stuff like that. This, mm -hmm. this, the knowledge exists in some, for some of these things, you know, like fish disease, covered extensively on forums and stuff, but the dispersion of that knowledge, the availability of that knowledge to everyone in digestible formats uh, is a, uh, the, there's a gap in getting this information to the masses so we all can progress together, not just the ones that actively go out there, do the research, do the searching, and find value in the way that they're getting that knowledge. I might be a, you know, uh, a visual learner where it doesn't matter how much I read about uh, coral disease, it's not going to hit me until somebody makes a video about it and shows me and draws the lines for me. Okay, so one of the, I'm gonna uh, just I got another one now. I'm gonna throw in here uh, is just like that. It's one of the things holding the hobby back mm. is smart people write like smart people. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay, and so like you know, humble fish uh, out there like does this really epic website. It's all kinds of forum posts. All, All the, the information you'd, you'd ever, ever need want. to know to quarantine and yeah. treat fish, man. This guy has done the work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Still, when I read it, it has all of these, like, choose-your-own-adventure paths. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, oh, mm -hmm. you could do it this way, you could do it that way. You know, kind of, you know, if you're going to treat your Nema, this, this thing kind of works, that kind of thing works. Like, no, man, what I really need is the 80-20 on this mm. thing, which is, uh, all right, 80% of the time, you should do it's this, this and yeah. we'll solve the problem. If that doesn't work, there's these other. These options. are the other options yeah, available, yeah, right? Yeah. Same with di I mean, the dinos is a, a good example of that same thing too. Mm -hmm. Eighty percent of the time, you can probably you could solve your dinos or at least knock them back with darking, UV sterilizer, all that. Outside, if that doesn't solve the problem, there's three other steps. I don't think di dinos encompasses so many different organisms. It's hard to really yeah, yeah, get yeah. exactly in there. But there's an answer you can do there. Better, there's an answer right? there. Yeah. Uh, the thing with uh, treating ick, dude, like <clears throat> the knowledge is there. Yeah. It's just not assembled in a way, like if somebody assembled this information so the average person could digest it and it was just and implement. Here is how you quarantine uh, a tank. One, two, three, four, five steps. Do this by that. All right, I'm in. If that didn't uh, work like, for you. If I have to research 50 guys and choose your own adventure from all of them, I'm out. Mm. I can't do it. I, I don't have the information to be able yeah. to make a decision here. I'm just looking to the thought leaders and the experts that have done the most effort. Tell me it is what you would do. Mm. Just give me the thing, five things you would do. I will do those two. I'm gonna put, again, I'm gonna put some of the blame on us for this one in that this is, this is what we do best in BRS TV over the years is taking all of that type of knowledge and those, those thought leaders that have come up and done all that hard work 
bringing it in, digesting it, and spitting it out in in something that informs that more and more people can understand at a you know a more basic level, a functional level. We've been really good at that over the years. So uh, again, maybe this one is on us uh, to some degree. So this one's interesting because, like, I totally agree with you on that. I except where we do this exceptionally well is when we've actually applied the knowledge many times here and we yeah. it's like so we read the knowledge we applied it there's 15 other people here that applied it we've discussed it we applied it again yes. and now we're dumbing it down to like the way i wish somebody would explain it to me in the right, beginning right, right. you know and then let's like share that information out getting to that the experience universe, right? first yeah things like you know, quarantining fish, man, like, this is just not my arena. We don't get exposed to it enough to actually gain the experience. I don't have enough sick fish to deal with yeah. to, like, I actually have, you know, encountered that thing. You know, so hopefully having Jen on the team, because she, you know, runs a, a fish store, years, will yeah. add that into the DNA, but that's relatively new. Yeah. And, like, how many different times have you had the opportunity to fight dinos? And actually the same species. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like not enough to be able to say that definitive. Break it down path. like this, yeah. I will tell you though, mm. that even though sometimes we've done it. So in the, uh, I think we had a five minute guide to bi uh, beating uh, dinos. Yes, right? yeah, we did. And so it is based on the experience we've had here where we have beat them, right? Uh, it is also based on like, endless reading you know like you know dozens and dozens of hours by all of us reading about it all of us powwowing yeah what would you do yeah. if you encountered dinos right so i don't know man it must be 200 years of briefing in the room <laughs> has come to the conclusion i would do step one two three four in this order to fight dinos and it worked for us yeah but you still don't see the five minute guide to that as the de facto thing no like i don't know it's still like choose your own adventure out in the universe yeah. i I don't know why mm. that is. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So I'm going to put another one out here. Okay. One of the things holding the hobby back is brand or purchase defense. Uh, right? Yeah. I bought X. It did yeah. okay for me. Yeah. It's not good enough to just share that it produced some results for me. It's like, if you all. don't buy this, you're stupid. <laughs> Be like, all somehow you haven't found the wisdom that I found. Mm. Like, uh, no, man, it's not that. Yeah. It worked for you. Share that experience because now they can put this as a relevant option in there. But the once you get so abrasive that if you don't take my opinion, all other opinions suck, I don't want to listen to you. Hmm. Uh, like, you, you now that, become irrelevant to me. Is that in some way, would you say that's some way related to like um, trying to find an analogy in, in normal life, like um, sports teams and being so dedicated and bought into your favorite sport team that uh, you fight like mm. brand? Okay, originally I was going to actually say that's not a good one, but yeah. you know what it is? The reason that you love uh, the Twins or the Vikings or whoever it might be is an emotional connection. Right. Right? It's not because that, that, that team is actually the best in most cases. Mm. In fact, most cases. Well, I'm emotionally connected to my money. I spent my money on this brand. I spent my money on this brand constantly. Now I'm emotionally connected to the brand. I'm, I get emotionally connected to the brand because I'm emotionally connected to my ego. Hmm. Right? Okay. I've done all this research. 
I have figured out the right brand, price matrix, quality matrix, success matrix for me. Right. I've put 50 hours into this. I yeah. bought this product, applied it, worked, man. If you come to any other conclusion than me, you must not be as smart as me. Ah, here it is. Yeah, like that's not true, man, because <laughs> like you're, A, you have a different budget, A, you have a different goal, you have a different style of tank, mm. and man, there's 15 ways to skin this cat, you know? Like it's a total different thing to like behave. That certainty yeah. is, is so abrasive. We are, we have a, a massive benefit in that, say test kits, for example. We, we have the ability to try and test in an investigates format every test kit on the market out there to come up with which ones we like and across the board there was no two brands in that same pool maybe one that had two test kits that were in the same brand but across the board we found that you know the aqua forest magnesium winner nios uh, nitrate winner hanna phosphate winner hanna alkalinity winner red sea calcium winner not brand related all whatsoever, but the experience of uh, having all these multiple people test it and then say, you know what, that one was easy, it was consistent, that's the one we're going to go for. Well, and that's the thing is, is like a Sally Furt or, uh, you know, Bust, right? Mm, yeah. Or Red Sea or Bust or Hannah or Bust, whatever. Like if you use any other thing than that, you're just wasting your money. Like, yeah. No. Actually, the goal here is to get an accurate, reliable test that I can read fairly easy and uh, mm. trust, man. And like what we found, and you know, this was like six different people yeah. doing all of these tests repeated reefers over and over again. Reefers to non-reefers, yeah. Yeah, like uh, no, in, in the magnesium, man, aquaforest was the best. You know, yeah. uh, like I, I would never use the Hanna calcium checker because I couldn't get the thing to work, nor could anybody else, you know, really effectively or reliably. But Red Sea uh, was easy. But damn it, the Red Sea wasn't the best. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, so like tying it to this brand, man, like I get it. I, like I own every Apple product known to man. I love the fact that they all work together, right, you know, right, right. Uh, and I, I buy into those ecospheres. Yeah. Uh, I get it all the way. But like if you show me this one thing, did it uniquely better? Like I don't know. Switching the, everything. I don't know the Apple TV because I don't think that thing does that at anything uniquely well. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about that one. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. So I have other things that run my TV. Yeah. You know. Uh, and so yeah, I don't know. Hmm. You know, I love TiVo actually. I'll, I'll say it out loud. <laughs> cool. I know. I know. This is a super dying brand, but if you want your TV to work proper, man, TiVo is your answer. <laughs> that is, uh, like, date yourself. Well, like, okay, so I have TiVo uh, at my house, and, and yeah. I also have like the Xfinity X1 thing. Ah. All right, so Xfinity X1, I'm like, hey man, I want to watch uh, Blade Runner. Right? It will instantly show me like that I could rent it from uh, Infinity yeah. Xfinity. It will also give me all the other options if yeah, I yeah. force through. Nope. If I go to uh, TiVo, say Blade Runner, it will give me the option that is the cheapest, you know, free. Because it knows, man, it, it doesn't want to try to get me to do what it wants to do. It wants to help me have the best TV watching experience possible. Apple ain't helping me do that. TiVo. So, yeah, think about Not the application of it. All right, go ahead. Um, ah, here's a good one. Uh, holding us back from the hobby and the and success and progression in the hobby, Live Rock. Mm. Pest-free. Pest Pest-free live rock. Holding Unbelievable. Somebody out there that figures this out. God, we've said it so many is times. Is going to be able to pass on wealth to their grandchildren. 
<laughs> Whoever just figures this out. The success, the everything that we've learned over the past even five years about how successful and how easy, much, how much easier this can be when you just start with some live rock. Look behind us, Insta Tank mm -hmm. over a weekend, all live rock. Yeah. I mean, ah, gosh. Dude, that tank is up in, in I mean, you can barely see it in the same, but yeah. this tank came up in a week, or a couple days, two days. Yep. So, like, over a weekend, you said. Like, over a weekend. Hey, dude, I came in and uh, left on Friday and came back on Monday, we have a tank. No mortalities. Mm -hmm. Here we are two weeks into it, roughly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we did Live lose rock. one head of a frog spot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I don't know. Live rock is, it's that pendulum of, like I'm gonna own my part of this one. Yeah. Pendulum of I'm so tired of pests. For God's sake, I'll do anything to get out of the circle of pests. And now <laughs> I got whole new problems. Uh, you know. And so you swing the pendulum back and forth. I think we know now enough, man, that nobody wants uh, aptasia and flatworms and isopods and all this other garbage and funky algaes and stuff in our mm. tank. Not a single person raises their hand. Different people will go to different lengths to avoid it. Yeah. But I don't want all this stuff like coming in on the rock to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but I do want coralline algae. I do want a healthy biome. I do want copepods. I do want all that other stuff. Mm. Like all you need to do is have a facility that brings in rock that is uh, fishless and uh, like cultures rock. It could be a greenhouse. It could be a mm -hmm. warehouse. It could be somewhere warm. All kinds of different things, man. And solve this problem for everyone. Mm. Uh, a pest-free live rock holding the hobby back. Big win. Yeah. All right. All right. I will say the closest one that I can think of that hits that is Real Reef. So yeah. It's yeah. still packed in a box uh, and a sat in a box for who knows how long. Towel, paper towel. But yeah, like buying it. You know that it was. It came. Like I had the same experience as this actually at my house, which is. When I got that rock from Tampa Bay Saltwater, I took it out of the ocean, put it in bags of water, and airported it to my house, Instatank, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I have no, no problems, no algae, no any of that garbage. Yeah. You know, no problems at all with this tank. And like, there's gotta be some options out there for that. Mm. All right, number seven, holding the hobby back. In no specific order. Snake oil. <laughs> mm-hmm. Snake oil, man. Really? Yep. Not sharing your, not sharing your ingredients, not being transparent about what's in there. No, 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 no. I don't care about any of that. What? Not working. Ah. Not doing what it says it's going ah. to do. In fact, in many cases, doing stuff, saying it's going to do stuff that is absolutely impossible. Mm. I'll give you one. Okay. Fiji Gold. Does anybody uh, raise your hand if you know what Fiji Gold is, right? Mm. I don't, nobody sells this stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So on the back of the packaging, it says. We'll maintain all calcium or add calcium alkalinity and all trace elements in equal proportions to your tank, the single one additive, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that can't possibly be. And like 100% confidence that it's a perfect ratio of all calcium or major, minor, and trace elements. Okay. I open it up. Yeah. It's sand, dude. <laughs> which is yeah. calcium carbonate, which has, um, well, depending. Yeah. It's sand. It's broken down, you know, presumably. Chunks of coral. You know, calcium yeah. carbonate calcium based carbonate. sand. It does. It maintains, it, it contains, and will add 
all major, minor, and trace elements in their you know, equal proportions in that sand, but it won't dissolve or actually add it to the water. <laughs> added it to the tank, hey, yes. I did. Added it to the water, snake oil. <laughs> Total garbage, man. Uh, like, uh, uh, I don't know. That, I mean, you know, legally speaking, the wording was right. Intentionally speaking, garbage, man. <laughs> Total garbage. All right, and, and like, uh, and maybe somebody out there knows something about the sand that I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, but like, for me, uh, it was that. Okay, yeah. uh, but there's lots of them out there, man. Like you go mm. to the brands that have like 80 million different offerings claims. of claims and products, yeah. and like if you read them and like 15 of them sound absolutely impossible. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's like some medias out there, like uh, filtration medias. Oh, you yeah. read it and it will like solve pH issues. Yes, it will yes, solve yes, fish yes, disease. Yes. It will solve coral health. It will solve like. No way. Wow, man, how did I miss this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> especially, especially if you go search those products and you find that uh, if it's not the top of the world screaming from the rooftops on every single reefing platform you could ever imagine, something fishy. Well, and the weird part is, is like people read and acknowledge this. You read it, and I read the eight bullet points on here, mm. and I know full well four of them are impossible and complete lies, but I trust the other four. <laughs> what? Like, that doesn't make any sense at all, man. Like, if you read it and it says four outright lies to you, you should not believe the other ones at all. No. It, it's just garbage, man. So, snake oil is absolutely holding the hobby back. I will say less so today than it was in pr previous years. Yeah, we're smarter now. But when I entered the hobby, snake oil was a, mm. like, uh, uh, you know, just a total plague. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's a look to the future, which is actually, um, it actually seems to be on the upswing for uh, exploring, um, but still holding the hobby back. And that's the, um, uh, more exploration into bacterial roles mm. in our tanks. The biome. The biome. The things that we have gone by the wayside because we just, it, you know, especially when it comes to um, uh, the new tank, the uh, the ugly tanks uh, you know, syndrome, or the or not ugly tank syndrome, but you know that brown, uh, the brown nasty of a new tank, setting up a new tank, starting a new tank. Do you have to go through that ugly stage? Uh, we're now starting to climb that uphill battle or not uh, uphill to understanding uh, bacterial. We've got chemistry really well covered. We got lighting really well covered. Um, we're just starting to get on that verge of bacteria, but it's okay. on its way. This actually fits perfect. All right. My next one, opposite is snake oil. If I, perception is, if I don't understand it, it must be snake oil. <laughs> it's holding the hobby back and leaving so much on the table, yeah. right? And we're all guilty of this, 100%. Uh, Bacterial not, additives? Not a single one of us hasn't uh, like applied this. If I don't understand it, it must be garbage mm. or snake oil, right? I'm guilty. So the conversation about cycling a tank is the best one, the one that you just brought up, yeah. right? So like, eh, cycling a tank is about ammonia, right? 
yeah, I don't know, you know, but we're having all these problems, we're having dinos in a world that like just weren't true, you know, or yeah. wasn't true 15 years ago. Uh, all kinds of different problems that are new, and we've changed the way we do things that time. Like, let's pay attention to those things. Right. And so and now everybody's talking about four-month cycles because you got to get like a, uh, you know, mad natural uh, amount of bacteria and microfauna and yeah. all this other stuff and biome. All right. Now we have PCR testing, right? Uh, so from Colby, and I, God, I always forget the name of that company oh. uh, that does the testing. The somebody will, testing. Yeah, somebody will put it somebody in Somebody will uh, put Robert, up there what Robert the testing is for the, the PCR biome testing. Yeah. But if you find like, it, Robert, put it up there, please. When I finally got my reports back from Colby, like, oh, like, dude, my tank's jacked. Yeah. Like the biome in here is so much more than whether or not I'm like gonna cycle ammonia out of the tank. At least <laughs> my concerns. Right, 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 right. Okay, so now, you know, this is one of the questions that we want to answer here. And so we're gonna set up a series of tanks, uh, tests, to, like we're gonna test whether or not the ocean's direct or wet, sa or wet sand or dry sand or mm. no sand, all of these things in, uh, in redundant uh, tests to find out a, man, do they cycle the tank? Uh, ammonia, no problem. Yeah. Uh, B, uh, visually, does it look like garbage or does it look awesome? C, now let's get the DNA mm -hmm. testing or the PCR testing to actually support the behind the scenes data of what type of organisms are actually populating the surface right. of this tank. Right, right, right. Now, not just sand, let's do rock. Mm. Let's do uh, bacterial additives. Let's do medias. Like, can I just soak a, a marine pure brick in a, a successful tank and then move it over? Yeah. Like, how long do I need to soak it? Let's find out the answers to those things because you know what, man? It's not snake oil. It's just that we didn't understand it well enough before. And let's find out the answer to the biome question. Changes that um, conversation of what cycling is, what is, a, you know, from up till now, all about the ammonia conversation, but is that a truly cycled tank? Can we, can we change what cycling a tank means? Can we change the conversation? Yeah. Yes, like permanently. Aquabiomics, like, uh, thanks, Aquabiomics, Brock. thanks. Uh, I'll give you actually a really good example of like what my reef hobby, mm. uh, Forum or I don't know forum uh, the the club here in Minneapolis. Yeah, this is dated you know 15 years, <laughs> but uh, like really felt like KZ and Coraline Zoot was a special breed of uh, German snake, mm. right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, special German snakes. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so here's the thing though. It's because we didn't understand it because these guys were the pioneers of using you know bacteria and media to be able to create a special biome in the tank yep. and to cycle it to begin with and then also use that same bacteria to help export nutrients out of it and uh, in those little bottles ex understood that if we're going to export a lot of nitrogen and phosphorus out of the tank so we don't fuel pests we need to add sources of nutrition back via like the amino acids mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. the coral vitalizers and the sponge powers of the world add those things back is nutrition for the coral so the coral has adequate sources of nitrogen and phosphorus and other building blocks of amino acids and protein to be able to thrive in an environment where we're not creating pests. Absolutely. So well, you know, we didn't understand it in the club, like 
like a decades plus of success <laughs> in Germany, producing visibly some of the best tanks in the world, but because I didn't understand it, must be strong. Yeah, garbage, man. It. It's holding us back. It's leaving. It's stuff preventing on the table. success in the future and regurgitating that stuff. Garbage is garbage <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, I mean it comes back to your first point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm out. Awesome. You got. You're you got a couple. More? I got a few more. Okay. And they're going to be just as good. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and we, we got, got free and then, stuff. And then we got something at the end. Yeah. Something, something that you see in this area is free. Okay. Hold so number nine, the thing holding us back. Yeah. Is actually kind of relates to a lot of things we talked about. The first year of reefing. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was when I entered, ninety percent of people failed in the first year. Mm -hmm. That is holding the hobby oh, back. Oh, it's so yeah. yeah. But if we can if get nine, well, nine and ten can't get past twelve months. That's a definition of holding, of holding it back. back the hobby. Yeah, there's no progress there. Yeah. Because automatically, if I fail in the first year, this is not the hobby for me. I'm out. Yeah. Now what we have found is that at least BRS customers, if you make it the first year, half of them uh, uh, drop out. I don't know why. You know, maybe you like shopping somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, half of them drop out of the first year. But if you make it the first year, a vast majority make it 10. Yeah. Right. So it's that first year that, like, if I'm not successful in this, I will quit. Mm. But if I am, I'm gonna love and adore this hobby in a way. Keep doing that it. Allows Pass me it on to, to my kids, generations. Plus. Yeah, like yeah. get the next uh, generation in the hobby. So getting those answers to what properly cycles a tank, probably more important than anything else. Oh, for sure. Getting the toll house cookie recipe <laughs> for SPS or mixed tanks sure. uh, or uh, 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 LPS tanks. Increasing success. The most valuable thing we could possibly Not do. Not selling a bunch of stuff, but getting used past I still, like, here, here's the thing, man. I'm gonna ask the community right now. Okay. If BRS, uh, Randy and I, and the rest of the team here, Produced a toll house recipe, order these five things or mm. 10 things or whatever, install them this way, and you will be successful. No garbage as to why or all the exploration. They don't have to explain it away. No, like they don't explain to me why I need baking powder. In, when in I make your those toll cookies. house recipe, it no, doesn't say. They just say, say use a teaspoon of <laughs> that's baking true, powder. That's true, it doesn't. Right? That's, that's a they good point. They don't explain to me why uh, milk salt. chocolate chips would be too sweet. Why do I need a pinch yeah. of salt? What does that do? Well, yeah. I don't have to explain it to you. Just do just, it. Just do it, and outside of this is awesome. True. If we produced the toll house recipe, of reefing for an LPS, SPS, and mixed tank, would you follow it, or would you be compelled, even on your first try, to say, I'm well, you know what, maybe two maybe teaspoons of baking, so we'd be better if one's good, <laughs> two's best. <laughs> I'm oh, not sure, man, man. I'm not sure, so be honest. Yeah. And tell us why you would do either one, because it'd be really valuable. I'm gonna read the comments in this one for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because I really want to do this. I think it could be, because the goal isn't to tell everybody what to do. The goal here is to help everybody be successful the first time. So and then, then you try can it out on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then I read in the food labs, is like they talked about cookies and whatever. Mm. And like, is it best to have milk chocolate chips, semi-sweet chips, or chocolate chunks, or whatever? In the end, there was a whole bunch of different things, but chocolate chunks came out to be the best, mm. right? And there was a bunch of reasons as to why. But like... Let's get the first one down. 
and then perfect to our desires. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. All right, so tell us if you would actually do it. I would love to know. All right. I also feel like there is lack of innovation where it's needed yeah, and it's holding the one. hobby back. Yeah, I mean, we have a live stream topic out, you know, somewhere in this, all of these topics that we talk about in live streams that's called, why hasn't the skimmer changed in decades? Yeah. Like, why oh. hasn't it? There's also that one, uh, I wish they made. Yeah, yes. we're, gonna, we're gonna do those too. I'm gonna link to you the wish I made at the end of this one. So we're lacking where innovation is needed. So innovation could be like the coral dips, right? Use these four dips on these four types of corals for these four reasons. We tested it here. We did the work because we sell the damn thing <laughs> yeah. and told you what to do with it and how to use it. Yeah. It's not choose your own adventure. I hope you use this successfully. No. I sell this and I have a responsibility to help you Tell be you successful how to use it. using That's it. That's why we make a video on yeah. almost everything we do. Or yeah, put have. The, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, but a protein skimmer. It now, evolve it. Okay, the protein skimmer, original purpose. Pull up poop. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's been now, doing it for decades. We understand, well, A, there's better ways to pull up poop uh, with a skimmer than the current designs. Yeah. But, or, or even like, 80% of the designs are probably obsolete now. Yeah, uh, you probably. could probably hone in on just a handful to do this best. Yep. But background of this is another benefit of the protein skimmer is that the gas exchange, right? Yeah. yeah. Now we've been you know, sucking air from outside to increase our pHs. We've been you know, like using uh, like a CO2 media, but burning it through every week. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been doing all kinds of dumb things trying to like, you know, get this Solve thing this to give proper gas exchange yeah. and uh, pHs. A recirculating CO2 scrubbing skimmer design solves pH for everyone, <laughs> end of story. It's not made right now. Yeah, put a pH controller on it and a little solenoid and have it safely recirculated. Everyone will own a skimmer now, not because it pulls out turrets, but because it solves, solves the, the chemistry problem in a way that nothing else does. <laughs> and it's ready to go, out of the box. I don't have to- Design for this purpose. I don't have to DIY the whole thing myself. Why doesn't this exist? Uh, I don't know. Okay, All so, right. uh, hey, get your phone out. Oh yeah, I got my phone out. Uh, All right. Do you so, want to say, hey, we've got uh, Than, good to oh, see you. Than, got welcome. got Kyle Elder, good oh, to see Kyle, you. Hey Kyle, thank you so much. That oh, was the nicest. Thing? He ah, sent me a man. picture of Lodazel. If you have anybody, go look up Lodazel, you'll know what he is. Uh, uh, he was a piece of my past. It was the coolest thing I've opened up in ages. So Kyle, man. He sent me this gift yesterday. Awesome. You can see it on my Facebook and Instagram page, uh, BRSTV guy, yeah. if you want. Yeah. It was the nicest thing anybody's done for me in a long time, so thank you awesome. so much. Uh, really shows your thinking. I really appreciate it. I saw Greg uh, in there today, too. Saw a oh. lot of guys in there today. It was probably a good, I think it was a good showing. We'll have to see right afterwards. Up. All right, are you guys ready? If you're a subscriber, you just got a free deal. Uh, it's coming your way. Uh, it will be in the community tab. Community tab. Dave, you want to show them how to get there? Yeah, there's a community tab here. Also. Uh, we're going to lead you to that one video in just a second. So go find the community tab on our check checkout page. You can see today's deal if you want. It's kind of a cool one because uh, it's actually it's on the set. It's actually on one of us at the moment it's too. It's on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can go get that. Also, I think it is a really good one to point to here uh, yeah. later on if you come and see us is all the things we wish that people would make because it makes it was a so great much episode. better. Yeah. Go check it out. It'll be super fun. See you guys.